0: Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. All
1: you mighty mystical mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. As always, I'm Little Leah, and with me is the fantastic, beautiful,
0: wonderful blonde goddess Carla Wayne. Right? What's up? I am great, Leah. That was horrible, but yours we was amazing. Lost all I love of our listeners—they're like, "Holy fuck!" Hey,
1: you guys know how to make it stop. We're still waiting for those donations. <laughs> So we're back with I was today years old episode, and this one is about everyone's favorite solo activity masturbation. And yep. you know what? We got Carla who finds all the interesting facts that are available on the internet to come up with
0: like some really good ones. So why don't you kick it off with the first? Okay, so our first <clears throat> masturbation fact is that the ancient Greeks apparently masturbated with breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> so Greek women, women, they baked hard breadsticks uh, called, oh my gosh, uh, I'm gonna I'm, my Greek is terrible <laughs> <laughs> And they use them as dildos. Um, and they use olive oil as lube. <laughs> Did they eat them after? They gave them to their lovers. <laughs> the lovers. <laughs> Here is my hard bread stick <laughs> with olive oil and my secretions. <laughs> Someone's
1: into it. <laughs> Oh, it's going to take a while to get through these. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> the Next one is the Romans masturbated with their left hands. Ancient Pompeii graffiti read when my worries oppress my body with my left hand, I release my pent up fluids and Ovid, pil- pl- I can't even say that Pliny and mm-hmm. Ovid, Pliny and others use the left hand as a metaphor for masturbation.
0: Yeah. So I guess in their, uh, their writings, they would refer to the left hand. So the left hand, I mean, what happens if, if you're, you know, I don't know, righty lefty, maybe they were
1: just a lot more ambidextrous than we are today because they had that rule.
0: Maybe, maybe. You know? And then yeah. And then maybe, you know, you only shook hands with your right hand, but masturbated with your left hand. Yeah, this makes me think of, is it India where they
1: like, you know, they use their specific hand for wiping their bums? That's right. One hand for
0: eating, one hand for hygiene.
1: Yeah. So, well, well, this falls in
0: line with that then. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Was there soap back then? Probably not. Uh, I don't, the Romans were super clean. They were, you know, they built all those massive in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. They were very, very dirty and naughty, those Romans, but um, yeah, they were big into cleanliness. So there probably was soap. Okay. Well, let's go somewhere else in the world. What else did you find? Okay. So uh, Pharaohs apparently would masturbate into the Nile. (laughs) And this is because the ancient Egyptians believed that the god Atum created the universe by masturbating (laughs) to ejaculation. And that's how the universe (laughs) came out of him. Big bang. Um, And that the ebb and flow of the Nile corresponded to how much he came. (laughs) The amount of his ejaculation. So to honor this, the pharaohs would ceremonially masturbate into the river. So I guess maybe they had all of their attendants and all of the nobles maybe would watch. I don't know.
1: They blew the noble horns and then (laughs) they literally,
0: then they literally
1: did with theirs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that was, and I'm curious, was that like a daily thing or what, you know, I don't, maybe there was one extra
1: super duper special spooge into the Nile day where they really went all out. Maybe. Oh my god. I pictured that one completely
0: in my heart. I completely I did too. <laughs> Transported <laughs> right back in time to the Nile. <laughs> Maybe there's some hieroglyphics of it too.
1: <laughs> back to our previous episode of all the slates, yeah. the slate <laughs> love letters. <laughs> um also the oldest dildo it was found in Germany. Made, oh, <laughs> funny that this should come along. Made of siltstone. Uh, this was, this is twenty-eight thousand-year-old phallus was found in I can't even say this. Hole Fell's Cave, Ohm, um, and it's twenty centimeters long and three centimeters wide. How did, how, like was it just so obvious that it looked like a dick? And they're
0: like, oh, this must be the oldest dildo I've ever found. Well, I did see a picture of it. It does look like a dildo. <laughs> i mean i'm sure listen you know when when you think about this one being twenty eight thousand years old why why didn't the greeks just make stone dildos why did they use bread i mean they they (laughs) they built incredible you know buildings and all kinds of amazing things but i don't know maybe maybe stone
1: in your vagina or your butthole doesn't feel that great yeah i don't know maybe they didn't have shellacks too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it depends how much it's been smoothed i think that's a very valid point <laughs> yeah so uh 20 centimeters long the length is good the width is kind of a bit narrow but hey maybe that was up to scale for that 30, time yeah well maybe three centimeters all right. So uh, number five, the Kama Sutra was written in roughly 400 BC. And, you know, that's sort of the text about all these different positions for, for sex. Um, and they're also masturbation instructions in the Kama Sutra. So, quote, turn your instrument with a lion's pounce. Sit with legs stretched out at right angles to one another, propping yourself up with two hands planted on the ground between in them and it between your arms. So I, I'm having a hard time visualizing this. I one.
1: I really felt my eyes go wide as I was trying to like, are they just talking about penises, or is this for like both male and female? Well, I don't know because if Prop you, it
0: between your arms. Yeah, and I it. mean, if you got both your hands on the ground and your legs outstretched, like how 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 are you actually doing anything?
1: <laughs> this is where we need to see the pictures that they drew. Yeah, in there, I'm sure well.
0: there is a picture, and I should have looked it up. So. <laughs>
1: Moving right along, the first use of the word dildo in English appears in, oh, again, all these words I can't say, The Schwas of Valentine or The Merry Ballad of Nash, His Dildo by 16th century poet Thomas Nash. And it's about a man's first sexual encounter in a brothel and features
0: a glass dildo. Oh, well, they weren't fucking yeah. around back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there were glassmakers. And I would like to, um, uh, Give a shout out to the glass dildo because glass dildos are awesome. Yeah, I know that you're a big fan
1: of them. It's something that you put into your little sexy kits when uh, people take their training
0: with you. Yep, yep, big fan of the glass dildo. So, um, um, yeah, but I love that he wrote a whole thing about his own experience <laughs> and called it his experience, the Ballad of Nash and His Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a country like- song. <laughs>
1: And it's like no fucking around. We're getting straight to the point. This is what this
0: poem is about. Yep. Okay, so in his Medicinal Dictionary published in 1743, the physician Robert James wrote of masturbation that quote, there is perhaps no sin productive of so many hideous consequences. <laughs> so not a fan. Apparently not a fan, but going to hell. It, I actually think that so many of these uh, men who wrote about how bad masturbation was, um, you know, basically a form of self-flagellation. I think they probably were all um, uh, prolific wankers. Oh, yeah. They just felt really bad about themselves. So they just told everybody, you know, it was kind of their own own way to shame themselves. Maybe that was his kink. Oh, maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, Next up. The New Haven Law of 1656 meant that in Connecticut, those found guilty of masturbating could be given the death penalty.
0: I I know, that's horrible.
1: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> How many people were they busting on a regular basis to make this law? Everybody? Right? Well, that they were busting, just walking in on, or were they yeah. really, like furiously masturbating down the street, like, or you know, in a lot of <laughs> cases, like it's probably one one person. It was like the town drunk one night after a good time was just like you know thought he was at home, but really he was in the town
0: square. <laughs> it's possible, and I, you know it would be horrifying to actually know if they actually use that that law. Oh my god! And yeah, if anybody actually died for just having a moment of fun. I don't mean to laugh, but that's brutal. Yeah.
1: Super that brutal. brutal.
0: Uh, but this one's happier. 18th century <laughs> Scottish men would get together for a group wanking club. So the beggar's venison, they would meet to eat, drink, and talk about sex and masturbate together. And so <laughs> this apparently happened regularly. And their initiation ceremony included men putting their erect penises against one another's on a plate covered with a napkin. (laughs) You'll never guess whose it is. So I don't know, were they they standing around a really tiny table? (laughs) Or a really big plate
1: and a really big napkin? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, yep. Does this still go on? Scottish men, hit us up. <laughs>
0: let us know. Yeah, let us know. Oh god,
1: I gotta, I gotta like collect myself here. <laughs> Not that I need to, because the first electric vibrator was called Granville's Hammer, and in 1883, Doctor Joseph Mortimer Granville came up with an invention to relieve muscle tension in men and women. I love the name. It sounds yeah. like, very like Thor's hammer.
0: It's Granville's hammer. <laughs> You're going to get hammered. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds very uh, (laughs) aggressive. (laughs) And um, yeah. So apparently it was used much more for women than men. Not surprisingly.
1: Not surprisingly. All
0: right. We like Dr. Joseph Mortimer (laughs) Granville. Yep. Um, In the 19th century, Jean Etienne Esquirol, an eminent psychiatrist and physician, uh, he declared in his classification of mental disorders that masturbation is, quote, recognized in all uh, countries as a cause of insanity, end quote. And it was not until as late as 1968 that it finally fell out of the American classification of mental disorders. And in 1972, the American Medical Association pronounced masturbation to be normal, but the guilt, shame, and stigma still live on.
1: And we've talked about this in past episodes, you know, mm-hmm. like the hysteria and all that shit. And like, you can only cure it with like our magic volt kit for your vagina and shit
0: like that. And yeah. And, you know, it's I, I know I've heard, you know, masturbation can cause insanity. And we kind of laugh and think that that's crazy. But this is because somebody actually published that in right. a classification of mental disorders. Um, and all the way up until 1968, it was still it was still considered to be a mental disorder, masturbating.
1: That's insane. And like all children are touching their private. So like how many yeah. parents out there for how many years thought, Oh, little Timmy's going to have to go to, you know, a facility.
0: Yeah. And then just maybe, you know, thinking about the violence or the shame that would come along with.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Thinking that and yeah. Anyway. That's terrible. I, I'm really hoping that this list stems on a high note, but let's continue. Coming in at number twelve in 1991, one of the most famous cases of a well-known celebrity being caught masturbating in public. Oh no! Why do we got to go here? Why do you, I love him? I it was, love him
0: too. It was Paul
1: Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. I love Pee Wee.
0: I, I do I too. Him. I'm a, ma- a huge Pee Wee Herman fan and. You know, I was watching Pee-Wee's Playhouse um, oh my in That's my insane. 20s. <laughs> I was watching it when it was on TV. Exactly, exactly. And um, well, no, in 1990 it was, was in my twenties. I was in my teens. But um yeah, the reason I put this here, yes, it's super sad, but that I just remember this coming out and being so heartbroken. And, and even at the time, like I know that I guess people saw things a little bit. Differently, but just being so heartbroken for him because here was somebody in their own private time in like a sex theater.
1: Yeah, he was in a sex theater for sure. I remember it being in People magazine and I believe if I remember correctly, it was the same issue of um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like I think it was the same time oh frame. God. Like, can you imagine? Be oh my god! Whatever. I love Paul Rubens. I follow him on all of his socials. Um, he he and Pee Wee, you know, hold a very special place in my heart. That's super nostalgic. Same. So keep on
0: rubbing it out, Paul. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, number thirteen in 1994, the U.S. Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders had to resign. After saying in the context of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity, that masturbation is quote a part of human sexuality and perhaps it should be taught and conservatives lost their complete, they went completely bananas over that and freaked out. And she had to resign because she was basically saying like, Hey, maybe we should say that masturbation is okay.
1: Well, yeah, like, I don't, Oh, I was two years away from graduating high school at that point. So going back further or thinking of like sex ed in school, I remember like, here's a triangle. This is your bathing suit area. Don't let someone touch you in the no, no spot. This is how like women get their periods. Like even if it was barely even that, like they told us nothing. Yeah. So I can't, yeah. even, like. it'd be interesting to actually know when sex education first started with like being taught. In schools,
0: and see what those classes have been like, and what maybe it was just like a woman's life. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Joseph Lee, they would just give hand out the book, (laughs) (laughs) go home and read this.
1: Oh God, what's heavy petting? All right. And we got one more. I was today years old. Masturbation fact for you. Masturbation's benefits include its safety from STIs, better relationships and reproductive health, faster falling asleep, improved uh, cardiovascular fitness, mood improvement, and better pain management.
0: Yep. My favorite in this is improved cardiovascular fitness. That masturbation is considered a form of light exercise. I would say so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it depends how vigorous you are, but pretty light. Me and my clitoris are going to go jump rope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's the equivalent of eating a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> You're not going to burn that puppy off. I'm going to fucking try, though. <laughs> I guess it's true. It depends on, you know, your vigor and uh, frequency and how big that piece of cake time. Was. <laughs> true, true. For me
1: it was half the cake so you know. <laughs> well, we hope that you learned something and all these are fantastic facts that you've dug up Carla always always finding the good good facts for us. Um next time we're lining up another fabulous interview with a magical guest so stay tuned as to who it's going to
0: be. As always I'm little Leah and I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches and we will see you next time. <laughs> hello witchy listener it's carla here if you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life reach out to me and let's connect on a free call i love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power reconnecting to your body and finding your unique radical sex witch within go to Carlawainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on